Hello, and welcome back to another fucking episode of Easy Hours. What is this, episode three, I think? It's episode three. You don't know me. You haven't been keeping up with my podcast, (laughs) mate. What do you mean? What do you mean? You haven't been keeping up with my podcast? (laughs) Dickhead, mate. I don't record them. Fake friends. Nah, nah, this is episode three, and uh, got my lovely friend, Wolf uh, Wolf Indigan, Luke Wolf Indigan. I don't know if that's how you say your name, but... How do you say your name? What, what did someone say last? Findigan. Lander completely Yeah, Findigan. and he went to spell my, like, his, my name. How do you phone. actually spell your name? No, not spell your name. Say w- your name. Wolfenden. Wolfenden. Mm. Luke Wolfenden. Where's that from? I don't know. You don't know? I think it might be like Swedish or something. No, it's not. Well, Do you reckon your family line's from Sweden? I don't know. I, I, Do you know nothing about your like family history? No. You actually don't know anything. <laughs> well, not my dad's side. No, I have no clue. My dad's he side. He just has no idea where anyone's from. No. What? Well, is that not interesting? I, I don't know where my name originates from. I could probably Google it or something, and it'll come up. But where do you reckon it originates from? Though? Uh, I don't know. What do you think? Sounds Wolf? pretty Scandinavian, doesn't mm. it? Mm. Wolf. Wolfenden. Wolf. Wolfenden. It's double O, it's not wolf, like as in a wolf. Yeah. Which makes it more boring, but. I reckon that could definitely be Scandinavian. <laughs> it could be anywhere, though. German, maybe? No, it can't be German. No? Mm. No, it's not German. Well, mate, my, my name originates from fucking <laughs> Poland, mate, <laughs> so I don't know about you. We could be Scandinavian so brothers, mate. Could be a window pane. I originate my family. Glass. My family originates from windows, man. <laughs> Glass, goddamn windows. Greenhouses. Yeah, mate. Well, we're doing this podcast in the car on 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 a pretty busy road. So if you can hear that, I do apologise. But um, you know, it's in the early stages of the podcast, mate. We don't have a budget, mate. I'm doing this off my phone. First take, every take, mate. No editing. Straight rawness. <laughs> But yeah, mate, what have you been saying, Pretty mate? Fast. Living in Starrington. How Just is about. that? Yeah, it's alright. Yeah? Yeah. What have you been getting up to over there? Not much. Seeing Billy Deacon and Tabor. That's about They're two, two good people to see, mate. Yeah. Mate, yeah. For, the, for the fucking vast amounts of people listening to this, uh, explain Tabor. Explain Tabor to these people, mate. Uh... Towards a, a man who I met in the in a place called the Warren, which is the woods right where I live, and uh, yeah, he he is some crazy, crazy don. He kind of he he knows a lot about sound systems. He looks like Gandalf. He he has this thing about Domir spheres, which is like six rings that create a sphere, and he's made like four, and they're in his back garden. He, he's just some crazy guy. I don't know. What I about the uh, the wood sculpture that's in the Warren? Yeah, that is fucking <laughs> crazy. I've gone to see this thing, and it's like it's like how many how many tree trunks would you say it is? Fucking hell! It's about what thirty? 30 yeah, yeah, thirty. Like probably five meters long. Like probably nah, longer. Nah, longer? Six yeah, meters five maybe. Meters. Five, five and a half meters long all just entwined 
in this crazy like, shape vortex yeah which is like they're all just coming out of each other like the way that he's fitted it together I, I'm actually in not middle, sure how he's yeah. done that right by a bench where did he get the logs from well like he was working for the National Trust for a bit and they chopped down the trees in the warren oh really yeah and they were just stacked up for so long and then he made that like one day like he started it and then it's just been going ever since for like three years <laughs> and it's just been rotating round he moves it like every like other week and this guy's just in Stonington chilling he believes it changes the grid every time he moves it really yeah. what the sculpture yeah. he changes the grid yeah my guy is, is fucking absolutely loving it he's on a level he is on a level it's good to meet those people sometimes though, like, no, no cap, mate, they, they make you feel like, I don't know, it's so intriguing, mm. their way of thinking, <laughs> it's so far from the norm, it's, about, it's I just, insane. I just bump into him at fucking the Warren, like, I did, no, like, call him up, it's just like, I just bump into him every so often, <laughs> randomly. What does he I say? I sent like you that. the signals. Yeah, <laughs> he's, like, stuck like a fucking... 10 metre long fucking branch in the bench and he's like <laughs> smacking it with a stick <laughs> sending out a signal on the antenna <laughs> fucking but there's something so freeing it must there must be something so freeing about someone who thinks so like freeing that. 18 siders down yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's crazy he's brilliant he just does the things <laughs> I'm sure he's actually beyond happy like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's just yeah, doing his thing, just, mate. Yeah, he's just living. Just being himself. He's living. He doesn't yeah. have a job. He's just living. He's just living, mate. <laughs> what did he say the other morning? I bumped into him in the morning, like, around lunchtime. He's, like, crouching, like, in the middle of where, you, you know, like, the where there's the tall grass where benches. He's yeah, just crouching yeah. in the middle of that, like, with a joint. He's, like, bottle of wine for breakfast this morning. <laughs> no, no, spliff. I was like, bro... Like a nice walk up the top bench. <laughs> just living oh it. Like just yeah. Oh my God. Mate, what, what, when did you first meet Tabor? How old were you? How old am I now? I must have been like sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah. So four, three or four years yeah. ago. Yeah. Before then, mate, what was it like growing up in Stonington? For people that don't know Stonington, this is like a explain. It's like a tall, small kind of village, but it's more like a town. It's a village. It's a village near uh, on the south and the south coast of England, kind of in between. What's it in between? Like Crawley and. It just seems Brighton. like a place where a stupid British sitcom is based. Really? <laughs> yeah. Everything's just a really old fashioned British. Sitcom. Everything's backwards and <laughs> it's fucking stupid. So what? Like the fourth most pop, like polluted place in the country. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Why is that? Um. Because it's a reverse arsehole. I don't know. It's like, <laughs> I think it's because of the main road, like, in the... Because it's so concentrated. Yeah. It's such a small place, but there's so much traffic going through it constantly. Yeah. And there's nowhere for the pollution to go, so it just, like, congests in Sorrington. If you think about the places that we have in, in England and the yeah. few cities, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then this it's place... It's more polluted than London. This village is more polluted than London. Yeah, it's really fucked up. But then there's like beautiful scenery, like you can go up the downs and yeah. like there's a Warren and there's other. It is lovely. But then it's the most polluted place in the country. It's do you reckon that has so something backwards. to do with why the people are so crazy? Um, <laughs> yeah, the pollution. Yeah. Do you mean slowly just sending people into a chasm of Everyone's uncertainty? 
Everyone's just so backwards and sorry. So backwards. <laughs> so backwards. It, it was it, so you've bad. got you've got obviously your mates that live in Starrington and live on the same road. I was quite similar apart from I lived in Brighton, obviously it's a bit different. Yeah, I was I was blessed growing up in Starrington. Yeah. And I do like it as a place. Like I'm, yeah. I, I like I've liked living there. I really like coming there. Yeah. I, I like the woods obviously and, and the downs it, part yeah. of it. It's because it's, it's peaceful. Loud. I feel like I have my own space there. I think if I grew up living in a city in Brighton, I feel like I'd feel a whole lot more enclosed about things. Yeah. Cause I, th- a yeah. lot more paranoid as well living in the city. Yeah. Like. Just having space to move yeah. around as a kid and just go out and just like run and around. And not worry about like, pe- like anywhere, anything yeah. really. Yeah, Because not much goes on there. Obviously, things go, but but you got some great friends, some fucking you and your you 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 and your mates that and my mates that are from Starrington are some good people. So I must be doing something right. Now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Fucking hell. But yeah, mate, living in a village, mate, what is that like? Cause fucking, I just have no clue, bro. Like, cause I, I live in the fucking. It's not a big city, but I still live in a city. My my whole life. Like, I, I I just don't know what it's like. See, that's that's the thing. I wouldn't know what it's like living in a city. Yeah. Like living living in Brighton, like growing up in Brighton to me just seems like a whole other like way of life. Like, yeah. I couldn't imagine it really. Yeah. It was kind of yeah. Growing in this, it's kind of a strange place. Like you just get used to. I feel like you just get used. <laughs> yeah, to yeah, it's things. Just normality. Yeah, you just get used to hearing certain noises at two in the morning. But in 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 Stonington, I'm like, it's so quiet, mate. It's yeah, that's yeah, ten. yeah. It's real nice. It's real fucking nice. It's peaceful. Yeah, I kind of miss it though when, yeah, I, when, when I'm away from the city. I miss the noise. Like every time I come here, we go for a walk at like yeah. one in the morning, and there's like fuck it, it's Into still town. like really noisy. So many piss heads. So yeah. many crackheads about me. But you do that. Like, I kind of love it's it. Just though. Silent and yeah. pitch black. So nice though. Oh, the stars nice and stone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's lush. It's lush, and that, that's that's why I really love like living there. It's because we can go to bench at like whatever time and just know we've got like peace and quiet and just yeah. like, our own space. No interruptions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, no that's one's 10 uh, 10. No one's bothering us. There's not any noise. Someone's always fucking bothering you in Brighton, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> so many pissheads, mate. Just come up to you, bro. Bro, you say, right, man, how's it going, man? And there's always just some, like, something going on. It's mm. just like, oh, yeah, let's go here, let's go. There's almost, like, too much to do. But, like, in Storrington, there's just nothing. So you just, you just kind of, like, you have to, yeah, you can actually, like, relax because that, that's on, like, that's some massive motive. That is shown in the people that have grown up in Storrington. Like, you're, you're a fucking insane musician, like, that, that... That's something you do when there's nothing. Not I don't much. know. I feel like that has nothing to do. Do you not think? Up, it's like, nah, do you think you would have been nah. the same if you grew up in Brighton? Yeah. Do you think you would have been the same musically? What about your style of music? For anyone that don't know, Luke's in a band called Yellow Door. It's ten out of ten, mate. He's the bassist. My my good friends Ned and Ruben both play in the band. They're fucking amazing. You should check them out. They're sick, bro. Like, Ruben. We've been to I've been to every one of their gigs, mate. They're 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 really fucking good, mate. They improvise everything. It's sick. But anyway, what I was saying, do you think your style of music would have been influenced differently if you grew up somewhere else? And what you like? Yeah, of course, because I would have lived in a different scene. Well, no, like a well, different. But it's totally different. But if I'd lived like the same life, but just in a different place, and yeah, yeah, probably it would be the same. 
but your life changes depending on where you live. But then, exactly. Well, then I probably wouldn't then. Yeah. But I get. I don't know. Do you think you would have spent so much time on on learning an instrument, musical instrument, if you grew up in like a busy city? Yeah. 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 That's blessed, mate. You're just a musical don, mate. I think yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think it would depend on where I live. I think I am just it's just what that's I do. just you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. Just, it's just what I do. And I'll give it to you, mate. You do it very yeah, well. Yeah, I don't, do I, don't well. I don't, come to Brighton and go. Yeah, I'm not going to play music because I'm here and not in nah, Storrington. but but if you if, <laughs> but if you were to grow up here and and there's there's say there's more activities to do like there's more just as a kid like I was in so many fucking clubs and so many like sports yeah, I, things. Mate, I used to do clubs when I was a kid. Yeah. Table tennis. Table tennis yeah. and that. Where did you have to go? West Chill, the opposite village. The opposite village. Did they have a little ping pong club? That's ten out of ten. But um, do you understand my point that that <laughs> that you know maybe you would have done something else if you grew up in a city? Um, yeah. To be honest, probably. But yeah, and then you got other people in Starrington that are like Biddy, that are like fucking. Just have out. you heard Biddy's mixing recently as well? Mm. It's proper. I've I've rated it. When yeah, I, I was over there. I did was, that mix with him. Pro- yeah, yeah. It's, it's proper sure nice, man. Mm. He's he's got it on. On lock. He's got it on lock exactly. But like, there's, yeah. Do you reckon that people shit. that live in like places where there's not too much to do, like, generally turn to more like creative creative hobbies? Or do you think it just depends on the person? Completely? Yeah, I think I think it depends. Yeah, totally. De- I don't know. It depends on the person and what they want to do. Yeah. No matter where you live. Does that does affect how you grow up though? That affects the person you are. In the, your outlook on things yeah. and what you do with that. Yeah. Yeah I, yeah, I guess. But then. It's also. I guess very creativity could come from anything. It doesn't matter where you where you live or where you're from. Oh yeah, for sure. I think it depends on how what your outlook is on creativity and what you make with it. What well, is the finest thing to do mm. to you? Yeah, and to me that's just playing bass sometimes. <laughs> to me that's throwing a ball around. But yeah, it's yeah. It's very yeah. strange, isn't it? What it is. But, but then, like most of my mates in Storyton aren't musicians. Yeah. Yeah. And are uh, uh, a lot of them creative or, or not? No, no. I think what Will does, he does because he lives. In Stonington. What does he do? Like the motor, like um, he buys out motorbikes and does them up and then sells them on again. And oh like, yeah. Like, trucks and stuff like that. It's because he was brought up around like military. Oh really? Trucks. Yeah, him and Ollie. Crazy. Yeah. Shout out to Will and Ollie. Shout out to Will and Ollie. <laughs> they were brought Will, up. Ollie, why were they brought up around military trucks? Because that was their family, and they go to like war and peace festivals each year. Oh really? Yeah. Mad. And I feel like. That kind of shit yeah. depends on where you live. Because yeah. obviously if you lived in a city, it'd be harder to have like military trucks and keeping them. Yeah, so I am going to have that. But yeah, the military... Tr- that's, that's crazy, man. But yeah, because fucking hell. Where are you going to keep a military truck in fucking central London? Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I... Yeah. Unless you're like absolutely minting it. Yeah, well, that's just some ridiculous money if you're just having a military truck for no reason, just sitting in the middle of central London. But yeah, Starrington's a fucking jobs place. Unless you wanted to drive a tank around London. Oh, Actually, that would yeah, be who, fun. Who would? Driving a <laughs> who tank wouldn't want to London, do that? That would be insanely fun. I wonder how hard it is to drive a tank, though. 
Don't know, I reckon I could send it. Do you reckon you could yeah. send it? If you if couple bit couple burst down. <laughs> yeah. Smoke a Yeah. Ride a tank around London for the day. Hot box of tank fun, and then yeah, I'd be on there. Yeah man. It is like that. But yeah, with 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 in, with regards to Starrington in lockdown, man, what was that like? Oh no, I, that, 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 that and that's what made me. That, that it's funny you said. That's what made me realise how grateful I am for where I live. Oh really? Yeah. Oh that's cool, man. Because it was I could just go to the Warren and yeah. sit there and read or do like or draw or listen to music be and just be outside. Normal. Yeah, the sun's out. It was like yeah. summer. Yeah. And I could just be a bit. It was dead quiet because no cars on the road mm. people just coming out for walks chatting and it was just re- it was actually so lovely <laughs> I bet it was nice <laughs> yeah. I bet yeah. it was nice it was crazy how quiet it was even in even in Brighton yeah like it's not that busy compared to London or Birmingham but, but, but it was like yeah, but the, the, so quiet with, yeah yeah but quiet in a city there's almost like an eeriness that comes with that I remember the first Friday of the first lockdown um, me and Lander Lander's my good mate. Uh, yeah, we uh, we 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 took mushrooms and we went down to the beach and there was like this is this is like the first Friday of lockdown. So if you think about Brighton, it's a party town. Like every Friday on the beach on the seafront by all the clubs, it's popping. Like there's so yeah, many people. Yeah, yeah. There's so many people down there every Friday. Before this is like pre-COVID, and then the Get first in. Friday of lockdown, we take mushrooms and we go down to where all the clubs are on the beach, and it was. The, the most eerie shit I've seen in my life. There's not a single person there. This is a Friday night, about nine o'clock. Usually, oh my pop. god, like you can't move, pop. it's so yeah. busy. Every pub is full to the brim, and we're just on mushrooms. It was so surreal, man, like, it was crazy. So, to, to see someone somewhere go from so busy to so mm-hmm. empty in such a short period of time, crazy, mate. People were proper scared at the Why beginning. Yeah, 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 I remember, like, people, yeah. Now people are like, but, but even people in Storrington didn't leave the house. It was like, really? Mm. That's crazy. If Everyone. I was in, if I was, a, I definitely left my house. Uh, did that the hour I, of day I exercise? Abs- you. I, to be honest, <laughs> I absolutely loved it. If we could have a week of that every year, yeah, I think that would solve some issues. Bloody fucking <laughs> yeah! I think a week of lockdown every year would. I think that would solve a lot of fucking frustration in people. Well, I don't know. I think it was very frustration-causing yeah. this this time because of the thing. But that's because it wasn't. It wasn't. It was so unexpected, and yeah. humans were living up so much. I, actually, I don't think it was unexpected. <laughs> like, it was. It was coming to a lot of people. It was, it was unexpected. Yeah, to a lot of people. But people I love to live in ignorance, like in with like in, you know in the, in, in the for the day. Like the they wake up and they live that day. They're not thinking about what could happen or mm, what what, mm. what what might happen. They're just living day to day, innit? And I, I get it. Like that's a good way to live. But yeah, some of us definitely not, not me in particular, but some people definitely knew that shit was coming. And they let people know about it when it did come. <laughs> but yeah, it's been a crazy time. But we've managed to put on some gigs and shit. You guys have. Yeah, that's been cool. Yeah, I think it's, it's just pushed us in a place where we've had to just approach things differently. But yeah. it's been it's been progression because and of as that. as a as a as a like music 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 unit or, or whatever you guys do, um, <laughs> that that's kind of that's kind of really exciting having to think about it in different ways and do it in different mm. in different places because you've been doing gigs all over Brighton like at the level just outside taking your portable amp 
and just and, and a saxophone and and uh, sometimes uh, percussion and just doing it anyway. Like mm, mm. that that's sick, man. Like you're you're adapting in it, and I know you guys just want to play. It's adapting to environments. Yeah, because you know. If we don't have a place to play, then we're going to find a place to play. <laughs> yeah. But so many people wouldn't do that. So many well, clearly, we're not, not, we haven't seen anyone else. No, we've, we've been doing a lot, to be fair. We did Cameron's Art Show. Cameron's Art Show? Oh, shit, that? yeah. That was like the first thing, wasn't it? We just hung up 12, 12 or 13 of Cameron's paintings on, yeah, the, that was great fun. on the promenade that on the seafront really nice and uh, just sat there in chairs and, and just watched people looking at the art. It was a really cool day. It was really cool. Uh, we had our skateboards, like we were just chilling. That people was before were, we had people, the pool. Yeah, it? people yeah. were coming. They were they were looking at the art. We were talking to them. Like it was proper. It was proper nice. That was just after the first lockdown, wasn't it? Just a little bit after. No, that was that was like October, wasn't it? Maybe. Well, that was October then. No, just before October. Just before October. Oh no. Yeah. It was a really nice day. Yeah, it was. I, I really enjoyed it. Like it was something different to do from, from and, and the response to it seemed to be really good. But you guys have been doing stuff like that all day. I'm writing with the music, um, and just jamming. yeah, just jamming. We even jammed in Kingly Vale. Yeah. Well, well you guys jammed. Yes. I didn't jam, but but Kingly Vale for anyone who doesn't know is the most one of the most amazing places I've been in this country for sure. It is. It's, uh, it, yeah, I think it is magical. It is magical. It, there's no other way to kind of describe it. So place, what is the magical. the history behind it with the yew trees? Because there are these yew trees there that are how, 2,000 years old, yeah. they say? They're ancient. They're ancient. Ancient yew trees, which are these beautiful, windy trees. Just the most psychedelic They're thing so ever. incredibly... The energy these trees have, the fucking... Just the the way they look and how thick they are and, and how the they've just woven moved, round yeah, each the, other. The, the movement of it them. is crazy. You can tell it's been there for thousands, thousands of years. It's just kind of just fucking. Like, yeah, it was insane. The, 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 they're like they were buried on um, slain Viking kings. When they try to invade, like at the top of the hill, yeah, two thousand years ago. Because it is, it is a vale, essentially. So there is woodland with these yew trees that have been scattered, like in a. It's like they've been placed by someone in like a trail. Yeah. Like there's there there's like a line of yew trees wiggling with like half the, like. It's a, like a maze. Like a like a like a non-mad made path weaving through it, so you can get to the end. Um, even if you don't follow the path that that's been made, you can still get through the trees. And it just comes out to this opening, <laughs> and then it's just this huge this hill valley. and this valley with scatters of forest all around it, and just vast, vast grassland with these. And then when you get to the top of the hill, you turn back and you can just see the whole of the countryside. Like, it's insane. Yeah, yeah. Like so many trees, so much grassland. Like it is like the most amazing view. You get to the top of this hill, and there's two fucking Viking burial grounds. Just in front of you, just these mounds of grass, where just what was buried there is it Viking kings? No, it was like village people had died. It was like mass burial grounds that they they buried in like massive humps of chalk, like massive like just pure chalk, <laughs> <laughs> like just humps in the fucking hill. 
And so, imagine we were all on mushrooms at this point. <laughs> so we were just, we were just having, we were just having a, a, an intense time, shall we say? Like, but I was absolutely loved it. I was, it was an, it was an amazing place to be. And if you ever get the chance to go to Kingly Vale, please do because it is, it is, it is insane. The way the trees grow go against everything that you know. Yeah. As, as like, yeah, a thing, a living thing like a tree should grow. Like that, some of them just grow like in the most strange, and they're all connected at some surreal point, ways. At some point, they're touching each other. Yeah. All these trees, mm. and there's about thirty trees, isn't there? No, oh, it's more than that. More? Do you reckon? It's more than that? Yeah. They're huge. They are so that, massive. The, that last one, the last tree before this, you come out onto the opening, and in the veil, it's like, it's like there's a trunk in the middle. So it's a huge trunk that is like plaited. It like goes round. But then this tree just grows out and down. So it's like a fucking... All the branches yeah. are like trees coming off the main it's trunk. It's insane. That go down into the ground and then come out as like other trees. It's, it's madness. <laughs> Absolute madness. And it's the trippiest place I've ever been. It's also the most amazing place. I'd go there sober. I'd go, I'd go there tripping. I'd go there high. I'd go there any day. Did you go there with your dad? I didn't, know. Uh, I'm going to go with my auntie and my dad at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is amazing. But then after we'd done our exploring... And looked at these trees and gone to the top of a hill, seen the Viking burial grounds. We uh, we we went back to the car. We went <laughs> we went through the trees in the dark, which was yeah, that also was... really quite spooky, but but pretty and pretty incredible. And then we went back to the car. We got our we got our hammocks, our camping hammocks. Shout out Didi hammocks. If you're gonna get a camping hammock, get a Didi hammock, mate. They're ten out of ten. Everyone needs one. Everyone needs one, mate. They're, they're the best. Everyone things. needs a Didi hammock. Mm-hmm. So we got our hammocks, we got our camping stuff and our food and we, we, we set up camp in the forest. And Ruben, my, my good mate Ruben and, and Luke had uh, Luke had his base and Ruben had his saxophone. We set up a fire, set up the hammocks, rolled a few joints and then and then they just played. And you played for like hot, an hour and a half. I thought it was like 20 men and know, then you turned around and was like, that was an hour and a half. I and, was like, what the fuck? And, you were playing loud. Obviously, a saxophone is a loud instrument, and you had the amp on full, I presume, because yeah. you're, you're you. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, why not? You're in. But we were in the middle of the forest, so it was silent. It was like properly silent, and the noise, the the purity of the noise coming out of both instruments and and you together, it was something else, man. Yeah. And it was just me and Cameron, just there in our hammock, with just the watching. fire as well. Yeah, with the yeah. fire. It was beautiful. And, and, was and beautiful. just smoking a few joints, listening to these people play like live music we just finished tripping it was like it was it was a properly nice moment it was really nice and then the birds applauded us when we yeah finished. when you finish these birds go caw, 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 caw. <laughs> like, just, like every time after they finished the birds would just sing like <laughs> they wanted fucking they wanted more performance eh? shouting for an encore no but that was a brilliant day that was really awesome man. Like, to, to hear yeah that was a magical the day the music yeah. in the woods was, was something else like it was really nice it was really really nice I would definitely do it again you in, didn't come to future. yeah you weren't there when we played Plumpton Quarry were you I wasn't no Plumpton Quarry is fun as well yeah we set up in the sand dunes of Plumpton Quarry yeah mm-hmm. like Jermdale Plumpton's Be- a little a little village best one we did was at level though for sure. yeah we did a they did a gig in the centre of Brian in the level uh, which is like a skate park in a park. Ned came down. Yeah, the the their drummer came down and and they. How oh, you played for so long, didn't you? How long you played for? Three hours. Like three hours. 
people coming over. People, people, people loving gravitated it. towards it. it was yeah, so it was nice. really nice, man. It's probably the in biggest public. crowd we've had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> playing in public is. How would you think it's? How do you think it's different to like playing at a gig? Because it's completely spontaneous. And and when you when you're playing in a venue. Uh, you kind of get a grasp of like what what the what the room is so like yeah. when every, like um, so when you're playing a gig like when you start playing it's like the sounds bouncing off the walls yeah. and you kind of get an idea about where you're playing but when you're playing outside there's no space for the sound to bounce off it just kind of goes out and doesn't so it's it quite daunting. So yeah, it sounds it, it's quite daunting because all the sounds kind of bouncing off. Well, like it bounces off in the venue, but then when you play outside, it kind of sprays off. And especially it, the woods where it was bouncing all the trees and off all the trees and going in different yeah, directions. Yeah. The sound was just yeah, like it was, real weird. it was something else, man. It was really, really fucking. It was really fucking intense, but in a good way, you know, because it's good music and like just the simple the, the simplicity of, of just a saxophone, a bass, and and. A drum, a drum kit is, is so nice as well. Like especially, especially if you're playing outside, people know all those instruments. Like you can get a ten out of ten little little thing on with those instruments. Like it's just a fucking, it's just a great thing to do, man. I think it's nice what we do as well because I think people clock on to the fact that it's like, oh yeah, these guys don't actually know like what they're playing. That's nah, all. Like, we, yeah, yeah. I think people kind of then tune into that and go right. I'm just gonna stand for a bit and. Yeah, it's like a conversation. And because it's improv, you can just play for fucking an hour straight. Yeah. Until you get really. tired, essentially. Yeah. Until you like. And then go, just, all right. Yeah. Just have sick a stop, sick break, and then go again in half an hour, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. That's a nice thing. Like, if people just came out, out to fucking. So imagine people just came out at 11, just set up like a concert and did their like tracks. <laughs> and then like, that would be so strange. Like, people jamming in public is. is it's proper nice, man. And there's some other people that do it at the level, aren't there? There's another band that does it. They're really fucking good I've as well. I've never seen that. Oh, mate, you should come down and see them. They're so good, man. But if you ever get a chance to go to the level and watch some people play some live music, I'm sure they'd appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a good I've thing to do, it. man. Yeah, for sure. I've seen the, the, the live music. Because obviously, well, not live, but like, music in public and like busking has definitely taken a hit from this COVID thing. Has it? I think so. So, a hit or not a hit but like I just see less people doing it oh yeah, now. yeah, yeah. which it doesn't make sense because surely well that was your thought process wasn't it there's to do it yeah now venues aren't open let's yeah let's play, play outside street. well you see pubs doing that now oh we, we, we can see we can it's more acceptable for us to see people outside so they they just build marquees outside yeah and then just have people doing that it's like you know people adapt to the situation I just think I just wish more people thought like that creatively with the music or, or doing art and like you know you've now got all this space where like it's pretty empty like it's like it's, you've got so much space to do what you want like obviously restricted and, and, and with the COVID shit but if it's outside and people are people at distance like you can do pretty much what you want man. but you can't have a rave of course as, as, yeah. as we all know yeah. but uh, just fucking setting up some art on the seafront with like three or four of your mates or doing Doing some some music in in a public space is it's it's so good for for the place in general and the people of the place and it makes people happy. 
Yeah. So why people don't do it more often? I don't I know. I think people are just like lacking in energy right now. Like this year has been a complete fucking tribulation for everyone. It really and, has. And now we're in like the cold, cold front, like December, and people are just lacking in energy to do that kind of stuff. That's yeah. It. Well, I hope the new year brings brings more of it. <laughs> what do you reckon? I hope the new year brings more shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> more something. Something new. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, it will, it's mate. definitely going to be something new. Yeah, yeah, for sure, mate. But, mate, all you got to do is fucking... Do what you can, mate. Just keep doing what you're doing. It will fall into place. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. I think it'd be weird if we just went, oh, we can't play in venues right now, and it's like all going to shit. Oh, we'll just stop. I couldn't imagine doing that. That that would just be even weirder than in the music industry in general. Though, like I've seen, s- people have been on a fucking just... spree of releasing tracks. Though, really? Yeah. See a lot of in the music I listen to. Oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think, but yeah, like bedroom producers and like shit that you can do in a like yeah, in the been... comfort in your fucking your home. Yeah. Thriving. Booming. Actually booming. Because you've got, like... You've got all that time. Yeah. You've got an excuse to do it now. So fucking do it. Yeah, it's pretty cool, man. And we know fucking... Obviously, Dan in Leeds is fucking smashing at the moment. Yeah. His music is fucking... If you get the chance to listen... What's his... What's, what does he release his... Tra- he doesn't release his tracks, no, does he? He just sends them via email to people. Yeah. <laughs> but this guy's music, he's doing... He's doing... What is the course he's doing at Leeds Uni? Music production music production um, but this guy's music is is something else man shout out Dan because his music is it's really fucking good yeah Dan's a gifted motherfucker he's a gifted guy man and when he does start releasing music if he does like I think he's got big things ahead of him man because he is fucking a talented individual a talented talented individual and how many people like them are, are like him are out there right now and just actually working their arse off they ain't, got, they ain't got nothing but that, else to that, do. That's always been like that. <laughs> yeah. I remember, like, yeah, I remember what last year when we did the was it last year when we did the rave up Devil's Dyke. Yeah. Fucking, we we're like, yeah, Dan, come along. He's like, no, I want to go home and make some music. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even come because he just wanted to make some music at home. So he didn't even send and it. And the kid always says he's working. Yeah. <laughs> even if he's not actually at work, he's working on his music, man. Always work, <laughs> and I rate that though. Yeah. Like it's it's banging to be like that. Like we were Respect talking, to the we were talking about before the podcast. Like my mum's boyfriend is like he's exactly like that. Like I think he 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 rates staying inside and just making doing his own thing. Like either either he's illustrating or making music mm. or like. And when you get someone that's done that for like a lot a lot of their life, like the product that comes out of that is like, it's so so good. It's, like whatever it, they're doing yeah. is just so perfected. Like it's, it's they're just so comfortable yeah. with what they do. That and they've done just, it's just them. And they've done it on their own for so long that it's so like the style of what they're doing is so them. It's like they've created their own sound over like or their own their own image over uh, at such a long period of time that it's just so unique. Yeah. And that that uh, that's when you get people that are making the best stuff in music and in in film in in anything like because because they've they've really perfected their their own way of doing it and that comes from a lot of the time just being on your own and fucking doing it <laughs> and, mm. and sacrificing other things that maybe some people like to yeah. do yeah, yeah 
and not not everyone's prepared to make them sacrifices unfortunately like some people just don't love what they're doing enough for it for them to be properly the best they can at it which is fair enough but some people do like dan and like the product that comes out of that even at his young age is just like it's it's levels above anything else (laughs) it really is mate for his genre of music like like i don't know what genre you call it i'm not really a music a music aficionado but what what sort of genre is it it's Dan yeah the shit with Dan though is like every track that he sends me is like different like complete different like one one would be like a breakbeat thing and then the next is like electro it's like all different like ranges of electronic music that he's just dipping his toes into and kind of getting getting jiggy with it again that's another thing I think comes from doing spending so much time doing it is that like you just develop all these styles yeah yeah, and like all these fucking ways these ways of making it because like if you make the same shit over and over again that that must get boring especially Mm. to someone who's done does it so much and then all through 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 fucking practicing with all these different styles and, and comparing all these different styles and mixing them together like you get some just some next level music out of the guy man it's, well, if it's, you weren't trying new shit you'd just be running on a treadmill yeah essentially you wouldn't be going anywhere no but some people do some people do their own shit and they get really good at that that one thing and then they make make what they like like people that like to reduce, produce rap rap music or fucking they try different beats, but I feel like a lot of musicians have one sound and they just stick to it because they know it and they're good at it. Yeah. But that's not always the most interesting music to listen to. I feel like I'm guilty of that sometimes. Oh, I just really? kinda Yeah. I, I sometimes feel too comfortable in what I'm playing and I always try and kind of try and break out of it. Yeah. I can see that in your jams, to be fair. You change... Yeah. You change the uh, the baseline so many times. Yeah. Like I've had it, I've had it at, at like gigs, de- definitely at forty two, where we get like like fifteen minutes in, and I've gone, nah, mate, like it's kind of drifting. Like you need to kind of like yeah, you need to fret, push it up. Yeah, no, it's just switch like, it up. Yeah, it's too comfortable. That like, keeps we're, that we're, keeps we're, people engaged so much though. Like when you're constantly changing the sound or or the baseline in particular, like. The, the tempo of, of, of the jam just changes with it <laughs> but that's so cool to listen to because like you go through so many stages in, in your performance and like, I've listened to a lot of your music obviously like I've been to quite a lot of the gigs and like everyone is so different yeah and the, to listen as a listener and, and a consumer of that like that's so refreshing because like more time in music they fucking people like know what they do and they release them tracks and you like them traps them tracks but like you know what you're gonna get. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. And to hear someone play for like I don't know, like an hour, and this the the sound constantly be changing, yeah. and it's, it's like it's I don't hear a lot different to what you heard last time. Exactly. Like, and in a completely different kind of it's kind space of and it's, environment. it's exciting. Like you don't know what you're gonna get. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure even the people playing, they don't know what they're gonna get. No, like no. You, Ruben, and, and Ned don't really you don't really know what you're gonna play, do you? No, we it's never really know what we're getting into. But there's something so nice about that, man. Like it's it's just raw performance, isn't it? Yeah. It's so, and not enough people do it. Like I feel like a lot of people get into music now for for like 
a way into the scene or a way out of something else. Like they do it, they see it as as money. I've never, yeah, and not going into like the money bit, but I've just never really been into like songwriting. Yeah, as a thing. Yeah, and I've always liked playing with different people and seeing what comes out of playing with different people, or play, all be it with the same people, just seeing like. And a different direction things yeah. can move in uh-huh and like and adapting to like the the people who are listening as well because of course like um it's going to be different every time we're playing to like different people Cause yeah of, of course because they're they're part of it because we don't know what like you don't know the reaction the, en- the energy get. that the people are reflecting back on us are going to affect what we are playing yeah, of course. So of course it's going to be different every time because there's going to be different energies that are going to be different reflected people. back on. Yeah, yeah. yeah, of course. And do you think that's? I, I I tend to notice that the the shit you play when you're doing in public, it does seem to be be a bit more like upbeat. Like a bit more. I know when you when I've watched you jam in like a enclosed area mm. with you. Like when I came to Ned's studio mm. in his garden, like. It's, I'm not going to say more experimental, but more like you take more, you take more like less obvious routes during the during the jam because like you're you're on your own like you're trying like you're practicing, isn't it? Does it well, feel more it's like more you're like we 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 can kind of experiment a bit more because there's no there's no like reflect like because because we're not playing to anyone. Yeah. Um. We, I think we all think in a way where it's like, right, we can just play whatever. You can try new things. Like, yeah, yeah, literally yeah. just exp- play a bit more freely and like maybe like just throw in something that you wouldn't normally play live because mm-hmm. it's a bit too risky or something like that. And obviously you play with pedals and so does Ruben. Mm. So like, there's obviously there's endless possibilities with the pedals <laughs> and you've got a few going for you and, and Ruben's got a few. Yeah, so, yeah. So... It's pretty. I imagine it's pretty important to be in those enclosed areas just so you can work out the pedals and how they sound we'll together. See, yeah, yeah, yeah. And because seeing what works. If you get it wrong, it could sound fucking yeah. pre. <laughs> like with the pedals, especially some of the pedals you have. Like, imagine like I've been kind of lucky with the pedals though. Yeah. Like live, because I don't really. Yeah, I don't really expect. Like I'm not when when we're in their studio and that I kind of sit there and kind of could sit there for like two minutes programming it in a way where I want it to sound and do you now know what to do to get the sound you want out of your pedals yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and how long does that take do you reckon to to like not long yeah but you've got the brain you know you know how it works well if there's like a certain sound I want I'll just go just have a little have a little fiddle yeah but like during a live show, I can't do that. Yeah. Because I like it being like this continuous thing. Like yeah, you a, don't want Like pauses. a river. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want... I think sometimes it works having a pause. I think... If you place it right. Yeah. But if it, it's... It, an audience can always tell if you're pausing because you don't, you don't want to pause where you have to do something. Mm. Or you're pausing because it's part of the music. Like, they're always going to tell that. And like, especially when you're fiddling with your pedals, like Ned and Ruben aren't necessarily gonna know when you're gonna do that, and it's pretty hard to let them know when you're playing music. Mm. 
but yeah, it's, it's it's pretty it's pretty different the sound I think that when you're playing performing and when you're when you're when you're on your own. It's different every time. Yeah, yeah. But the 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 sort of the the vibe of it is is different to me when you when you're playing on your own. It was really interesting to come see you play in Ned's studio actually. The, you play with a, a lot more freedom. It's quite nice. We play for hours. Yeah, so long. <laughs> so long. <laughs> so long. Yeah. It's crazy. But yeah, no, I think it's brilliant that you're doing it out and about. I think that's the best thing you've done. As a as a as a little trio. It's been the mo- like one of the most enjoyable things we've done. It's more enjoyable than playing a gig because gigs kind of restricted because you know you got a certain type like a certain set time like mm-hmm. you start then and then you finish then. Yeah. And when you're playing improv music, when you don't really know where it's gonna go, where it's gonna, yeah, yeah. where it's gonna finish, where it's kind of hard. Like you've all, you kind of got that thing in your head where it's like, shit. Like are we, st- how long we've we been playing for? <laughs> like what? How long we got left? What's it's, going on? It's like, the same with the podcast, man. It's <laughs> yeah. Like I can be talking, like because the app I I, I do the podcast with uh, has an hour limit to the recording, but you right. can add recordings together. Yeah, yeah. But I'll be talking and like. With the first one I did with Nisha, like uh, we were talking for like an hour and a half, and I thought it was like half an hour. I look at the phone, it stopped it's recording, stopped. <laughs> and it's been half an hour after that. It's like when you're actually doing your thing and like and like and working on something, the time goes so quickly, yeah, like yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I, I bet that's the same with music. Like when you're playing a set, I bet it feels like t- ten minutes. Yeah, you can never. It even feels really quick or like really long it's funny how things in life never really grasp it some things that you do in life take so long and other things take so quick but they're the same amount of time yeah that's a crazy fucking little human trait (laughs) it's like generally when you're doing what you want to do the time goes fast and when you're doing what you don't Don't want to do do it it goes goes slow but that's a fault in the fucking system with humans I think mate I think the time that you should enjoy doing things should be slower, oh, yeah. and the time that you don't like doing things should be quicker, mate. That's just a fucking. Everything's inside out. Yeah, it is. Everything is inside it is. out. It really is. <laughs> Everything's backwards. <laughs> Everything's backwards. Everything mate. is backwards. Is what I've realised. You have to learn that, mate. Everything is backwards. Nothing makes sense. Actually, nothing. Nothing's makes real. Sense. Not really, no. Nothing makes sense in this world, <laughs> and I don't know if that's I'm just if I'm just a little stoner and I, I just I find it quite overwhelming. But to me, like the things I hear on a daily basis that don't make sense are like insane mm. to me. Like <laughs> just the things that you Example. hear on the news. Oh right, yeah. And the things that you hear people around you say, right. and decisions people around you make, and decisions right. you make yourself. Like they make no yeah, sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. But everyone still does it. It's like, I feel like in this day and age, it's hard, so much harder to think logically. <laughs> it's so much harder for people just to make a straight decision or do something because it's good for them. There's so many distractions and so many people making decisions that they know that it's not good for them. Yeah. Like, the yeah. world is just some confusing place at the moment. <laughs> and, and like, I think the people that are thinking the best for them are the people that are doing the best right now. But like right now, like I've never been more confused in my entire life. Yeah, yeah. And what I've what I've realised is it's like I, I've just had to not overthink things. 
like you you just gotta like feel what's right. Oh, your mind. Sen- you gotta mm-hmm. sense what's right. Your mind is your thinking. biggest fucking problem. Yeah, like yeah. people think themselves into an early grave. To be honest with you, like they really do. Like the amount of people that just and I'm guilty of this definitely, just overthink things. Mm. And just spend so long thinking about it, and not enough time just doing what they got to oh, do. I, I used to do that it's so much. So crazy! It's so crazy. And the amount of people that let themselves talk themselves out of doing something mm. positive for themselves mm. is like so mad. And like, you think about something for so long until you end up not doing it because you thought about it too long. Yeah, and you're you're the person that ends up just ruining all these opportunities for yourself. Because you just overthink it. Yeah. Like, and that can be so, so big. Like, the um, the amount of times I've seen people talk themselves out of things is like, it's it's crazy. And everyone does it. Yeah. Everyone does it. Yeah. And people just are constantly in this battle with their own minds. Like, what is going on? Like, people are so confused because their mind is telling them to do one thing, but they know that they should do another thing. Yeah. <laughs> and like people just having these constant battles you see it every day when Push people are lost and fought yeah. they're just having these battles with themselves like should I do this should I do that is it good to do this what will people think of me if I do that like it's so fucking crippling <laughs> and if you can learn to, self, to free yourself of that I think like you, you will just live a better life it's hard of course it is cause, it's like, probably one of the hardest things to do of course. Like, especially now and I've seen like that's become into like the corporate world a little bit with like you know these books are like how to not give a fuck and shit. Yeah, seen yeah. Them? it's so bullshit. It is. It bullshit. is so bullshit. It's like come on, like I I've people need never to find out, like, like learn for themselves. You can't read a book and be like, yeah, no, I don't give a fuck. It's like no, you learn for yourselves, like the way you should do that in your own life. You can't read some motherfucker's book and go. Oh yeah, they don't give a fuck, and now I've read their book, and now I don't give a fuck. It just don't work like that. No, not everyone's you are, brain is the no. same. It's, <laughs> it's like ridiculous. It's, it's like great. Saying, someone's written a book that they've done it. Yeah, but you you might learn from and that. And that might that no, that might help some people. Like it might help, help some them, people. but it's not gonna, you know. Not gonna free them of their own mind. No, they because it's. And their is own. anyone free of their own mind? You cannot give a fuck. But are you free of your own mind? Probably not. What people always thinking? Because a lot of the people I've met in my life that really don't give a fuck is because people have done them wrong. Mm. And that's still being a prisoner of your own mind. You might not want to be someone that doesn't give a fuck, but you've been forced to be someone that doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like that is a big thing in, in especially with our generation, like the whole culture of like not giving a fuck, doing what you want, like you're young, it doesn't matter. Live free, man. Yeah, live free is like it's pretty fucking restrictive because like a lot of the people I've met are pretty fucking damaged people <laughs> that don't give a yeah. fuck. And like the people that genuinely don't give a fuck is like quite often the quiet person. Mm. doesn't really say much always is quite you know on doing most things and like the people that no one really thinks about Mm. they're just doing their own thing I feel like when people have something to prove when when they're like really out there don't give a fuck yeah Yeah. they like have to tell people they don't give a fuck like it's so different and I think people actually look up to the people that are like 
actually do give a trying, fuck. Trying, yeah, trying <laughs> yeah. to prove that they don't give a fuck, yeah. but give so much of so a fuck. fuck to prove it. Yeah. They really care about letting people know yeah, that yeah. they don't give a fuck. It's, really fucking it's just old, some it? circle of yeah. like really Giving strange. a fuck. Yeah. It's like some, and like I said before, like how fucking confusing is that? Mm. People care so much about people knowing that they don't yeah. care. Mm-hmm. But that's the irony in that know, is so ridiculous. Care. Everything's backwards. Everything's backwards, yeah, like you out. said. Yeah. But I see that in people our age, I see that the most, mate. The absolute most. Because, well, yeah, it's young. want to prove something, then. Most young people want to prove something. Why, though? Why do they want to prove something? Um, I don't know. Why does everyone want to prove something? Is it because of the things that have happened to them in the past? No, they're young. They're just young. <coughs> They've just been like, do you think that's because society, the society that we live in treats young people like, especially when they're like 12, 13, 14, with a bit like, a bit of a, oh, you're, you're just, yeah, you're just young, like we won't yeah. let you know a lot. Yeah, shelter, yeah, this whole thing about sheltered childhoods mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. It's not. Do you think that has a negative effect on, on how they live their adult life, constantly trying to prove things? Or no, because I think there's this whole thing about people like art, like nineteen twenty, who try and prove something, and then kind of realise it's not that, <laughs> mm. and then they get to about like what twenty five, twenty six, and then just like end up kind of living, don't they? If you spend seven years of your life growing up trying to prove something that you're not actually too bothered about deep down it's just absolute wasted time like and I think people do get a lot of realisations like when you know you get some people that do something like do something with their life like they want to be this they want to do something like with their what job they're going to have they know they've got it all sorted out Mm. and then they're 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 doing it they're going to uni they're like da 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 they get to 27 they're like I don't want to do this fucking (laughs) shit anymore I actually don't want to do it like it's so, I don't like it that much. I've done it for so long. Like I've worked my whole life to do this shit. And these, I don't want to do yeah, it. Having expectations that never get like met. It's got very dangerous expectations. I must do this. I must do this. I must do this. But when you get so far down the line and you go, I don't actually want to fucking do this anymore. <laughs> That's. And then what do you do? Yeah. Then what do you do? Yeah, I'd hate being in that situation. Just so, just gotta do what you what you gotta do. Mm. Do what you enjoy, most of all. Yeah, I know that's it, really. You just gotta do what you fucking. I enjoy. know it's cliche, it's... but life is so. Far. I've been thinking about that so much recently. Like, when you wake up and the day's gone, like that feels so quick. When you wake up from when you wake up and you're going to bed, mm. but there is like a certain number of those days that are gonna be in your life. Like there is like the days you've had since you were born, like. You're not getting younger, essentially. Like yeah. you're getting closer to death, and oh, that's fucking deep, but we're fucking you never go sad. Backwards. No, you're not gonna go backwards. Like this time you spend, and like I've been thinking about the days that I waste nowadays, and like this is why I've started this podcast um, because I've always said that I would like to do something like this, and I was like, I've been thinking about it recently. Like I've wasted so many days in my life, like doing fuck all. <laughs> Like doing actually I'm thinking nothing. about things you want to yeah. do rather than doing yeah. them. Yeah, rather than doing yeah. them. And like I'm at this age now where I've 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 I'm not old, but I'm not like 
14 anymore and I'm like fuck man like <laughs> I've done so much shit that's just a waste of time and I've had this realisation that fuck me like all them days are actual days they count like I'm not gonna get them back <laughs> you know what I mean so I'm on this I'm on this thing now like where I've I've, I've just been like Getting fuck back. it I need to do it yeah. I need to do the shit I wanna do because if I don't it's gonna be too late I'm gonna wake up one day and I'm gonna waste too many days. You're gonna realise, fuck, should've done that. And man. then what what happens when you're 60 and you've, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you've yeah, wasted, you've, 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 you've never done that. the things you've really wanted yeah, to do? Yeah, yeah. I'm so scared of that. Yeah, yeah. I'm so scared of waking up one day and being like, shit, I've, I've wasted half my fucking life. Because life is a beautiful fucking thing. Yeah. Just to be able to see, like we can see the sea right now, like that shit is fucking beautiful. I appreciate waking up and seeing shit like that, smelling what I smell, talking to who I talk to, and fucking just living. Having like a, it's fucking brilliant. Having man. a conscious towards yeah, like consciousness between and like, senses, consciousness, feeling yeah. the cold wind on your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feeling the hot sun on your skin, like it's it's yeah. it's it's a trip. It really is. Like it's amazing. I love it. Yeah. I actually love it. Just those raw things about being a human, like or just an animal in general, like. Animalistic I love it and, and, and if people People start to love Those things more I think they'll start To fucking realise That they're, they're wasting So many of their think, days too Yeah this is how This year's been a blessing Because I think With the whole lockdown I think people have come back To them kind of Senses and ways of thinking Yeah And like appreciating The the like the, the little things In senses And, and feeling Yeah and like what what our surroundings are and appreciating that yeah for sure it's appreciative because before lockdown there was so many distractions like mm. being a human was like we were living up like people were doing what the fuck they wanted like pubs like I said on Friday night everywhere just yeah, full full people interacting like hundreds of thousands of people you had festivals like people flying all over the world every day millions of people like humans were living up like some of this was bound to happen first of all and I think when you just take that away from someone like that yeah. they're like oh okay shit being alive is pretty yeah. fucking good maybe I should what do something can I meaning- meaningful yeah. yeah and it's like it's that's good that's good for the for the human race but also how many people just fucking went you know what fuck it I'm just gonna play Xbox for three months <laughs> We're gonna play Call I'm, of gonna, I'm gonna watch Netflix for three yeah, months. Yeah. That's what I'm gonna do. True, and then That's there's the right. other side of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But people were doing that anyway. Yeah. They were just going to jobs at the yeah. same time or going to school and then coming home and watching Netflix. Like, imagine waking up, yeah? You're 60 years old. You've gone to school your whole life, went to uni, got a job in accounting. You go to work every day until you're 60 years old. And every day after work, you come home and watch telly. Imagine that's waking much up. Most people's lives. Yeah, but imagine waking up one day. You're 60 years old. Yeah, and, that's and you'd be your like, life. "What have I actually done that I've enjoyed?" Yeah, that's scary. For like, what the fuck have I done? Yeah. What have I actually done? I've worked my whole life in a job that's making some other cunt way richer than I am, and fucking, I'm still getting a decent wage. But I work 55 hour <laughs> yeah. weeks, mate. I work 55 I've hour got no weeks time to just so I can have, Netflix. just so I can have a 200 me uh, squared more than my next door neighbour yeah. and a fucking <laughs> BMW and a fucking Corsa. You know what I mean? What the fuck are you doing, bruv? What are you actually doing? You're working. You get 60, bro. Your your life is that much fucking point more pointless yeah. just so you can have a bigger house, yeah. just so you can have two cars. 
Imagine waking up and being like, that's me. Yeah. That's me. That's I'm 60. I maybe have... I'm lucky I even made it to 60. I might have 10. I might have 20 years left. We'll start from then, then. Start at 60. Fucking hell, man. I mean, that would be so scary. Oh, I just going for a fist. I literally 30 seconds. That's calm. The, this part of the episode is, is finished now anyway, so we're all blessed, mate. We'll see you in part two. Thank you very much.